This morning, this preach or is called Fix Your Thoughts. Is that all right? Turn to the person next to you and say, Fix Your Thoughts. All right. We're going to look, we're going to look at, uh, we're going to look at a few of Paul's encouragements or instructions to us about our mind and, and, and how we um, fix our thoughts. The scripture we're going to look at first is from Philippians 4, and, and you may have seen it a lot of times, you may not have, but Philippians 4, we're going to start at verse 8 though. And dear, now dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, fix your thoughts on what is true and honourable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about the thing, think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. Let's pray and we'll, we'll get stuck into this. God, you're good. Uh, as we come humbly before your word, we ask that you transform our thinking, transform our mind, fix our thoughts, that it also then translates into our behaviours as well. Um, speak from your word, your truth, Holy Spirit. Uh, may nice words fall flat. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. How much can our thoughts lead us if we let them? Our thoughts can lead us if we let them kind of take control. And Paul, Paul's advice to us and he, and he says it from 2 Corinthians. He says, take your thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ. 2 Corinthians 10, 5. I, th- I think I've got the verse up. Thanks, Lisa. It says, we, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take every thought, uh, we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. That's interesting wording, isn't it? Makes me think a bit similar to James's instruction when it comes to controlling our tongue. Remember James goes pretty hard about how we control our tongue. Such a little thing can lead to destruction. Well, actually, Paul's kind of saying we have to also take captive our thoughts and make them obedient to Christ. Just like the tongue, who thinks that seems pretty difficult at times? I know there's just times where you sit and your mind takes off. I think it seems difficult. Now, at the outset this morning, I want to tell you what I'm not talking about. Is that okay? I know that's a bit of a weird sentence, but I want to tell you what I'm not talking about. What I'm not talking about is long-term, ongoing mental health this morning. I think it's really important to state that up front. You know, as much as I believe Jesus can heal and does heal and can do it instantly, if you are struggling with long-term mental health and your thought patterns in that way, do you know that we have professionals who can really help and can help and do that deep healing, sometimes in the name of Jesus, yeah? Yeah. So, so I'm not just suggesting this morning, if you've had ongoing, long-term, especially dark thoughts, bad thought patterns, 
I want to suggest that you go seek professional help. Is that cool? You with me? As much as I believe Jesus can start doing a work, that there is that for us. That's I'm not suggesting that that you dismiss that at all. I'm also not talking about our own personalities. Who knows that we all have different personalities? That some of us are more optimistic thinkers. Anyone in the room a, a more optimistic thinker? The the she'll be right. I think everything's going to be okay. It's good. Or or more naturally, personality, we do think more critically. We, we think, what's the worst case scenario? Uh, we, we weigh up logically what could happen. We might be a little bit more cynical. I'm not talking about personality, but I am talking about taking captive some of those thoughts and not letting our personalities run away. Making sense? Another thumbs up if I'm making sense. Last time you gave me a thumbs up, I told a dirty joke. So that's on you guys. Uh, What I am talking about this morning, I'm talking about when we, our minds focus on our lack. When our minds continually focus on what we don't have or maybe what others don't have or what others aren't bringing. I am talking about these thought patterns that lead us to sin, taking captive those. I am talking about those negative loops where you start to maybe catastrophize a little bit, where where those negative loops lead to you're only thinking about doom or unhealthy self-pitches, yeah? All right. Is that cool? Great. So when it comes to fixing our thoughts on what is true and honourable and right and pure and lovely and admirable, the question I have for you this morning is how are you at that? Do you find that an easy thing? Do you find that something that needs adjusting? I want to suggest this morning that this might be a bit of a chiropractic treatment, a bit of a realignment. might not necessarily be, you know, Uh, something that you really struggle with, but we want to realign. But for some of us, this might be a morning of freedom for you. I'm believing for a morning of freedom. Yeah? Great. What are usually your first thoughts? When you see a situation, when when you come across something, what are usually your first thoughts? I want to suggest that it's it's easy. Who thinks it's easier to focus on? on the bad and negative. It almost feels like there's a reward in your brain when you start to fix on the negative and the bad. But in those moments, do you also notice the beauty and the blessing? Earlier this week, I said I was in Sydney, this this, um, training conference, and every morning... And this was probably the Father's Day gift to me. Every morning I woke up, I just had to get myself ready. That was pretty nice. And uh, instead of joining everyone else for breakfast, I took a walk to a local cafe for a coffee. Earlier in the week, as as I kind of took this walk, my mind started to whir. Do you ever have those moments when your, your mind just goes rocket pace? And it started with a few destructive thoughts. And before long, I was in that doom town, catastrophizing. Everything is going wrong. How are we going to ever fix these things? I had decided in that moment, 
as I was walking, that everything sucked. Have you ever got to that point? This all sucks. Actually, to the point where I started to think that about myself too. Everything sucks because maybe I suck a little bit. Maybe I should have done this differently or better. Maybe, maybe it's like it's no use even trying. Who knows that you can get from your mind wearing to that point very, very quickly, can't you? If you don't take those thoughts captive, they can lead to that very quickly. It took a really dramatic snap. And I, and I truly think it was a Holy Spirit thing in my walk. The song that was kind of playing in the background in my, in my ears changed. That, that was helpful in, in some of my thinking. But, but I started to focus on, instead of this, this situation outside of the moment, I started to focus on where I was in that moment. And actually, the sun was out. I, as I walked, I had music, but I could notice, oh, there's kind of birds singing. I, I started to notice the, the, the trees and the gardens in the houses that I walked past and was like, oh, they're actually pretty good. I started remembering my kids and, and Susie, who, have been, who would have been getting ready for school that morning. I started to remember... Oh, that's right, I'm about to drink a coffee. That, that's going to be pretty good. Which led me to think in those moments how great God's creation is. Which, of course, leads to worship. It's fun. Our minds are funny, aren't they? We can go from uh, these terrible thoughts to actually redirected their thoughts of praise and worship. It was so easy, though, to get down the destructive thought path, and it took a lot of effort to change that around. Who here watches Grand Designs or has watched Grand Designs? Grand Designs is in my top few shows ever. Um, I want more seasons. More, please. Uh, If you've watched Grand Designs long enough, at the end of the season, there's usually a few revisit episodes where they kind of go over an, uh, an episode from seasons past and they show that whole episode but then at the end they revisit the house a few years later yeah anyone seen those which I always love because quite often they've only just finished or not quite finished um, and uh, this is I told you it's such a good oh that's a dad joke oh uh, I told you, what a morning it's been, hey? Yeah. It was, yeah, I think so. Um, where was I? I can't even think. Oh, Grand Designs. They revisit. Okay, we're going to do a little revisit. Who remembers last year we went through Colossians? Does anyone remember Colossians together last year? We spent a few weeks in it. Amazing to go through. I want us to revisit one, a real quick one, an encouragement from Paul to us from Colossians 3. If you weren't there, I'll go over the verse. It's good. I'll fill you in, take you on the journey. Colossians 3, starting at verse 1. There's no one on the back desk. Thanks, Nath. That's a good run. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ. I think I'm 
reading from a different version, but that's okay. Since you've been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honour at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. Can anyone see a connection with Peter a few weeks ago? This idea of fixing our eyes on heaven and not the things of earth. We can spend an enormous amount of energy and time thinking and worrying and caring about things that I want to tell you this morning will wither away in this world. But instead, Paul tells us, let's set our vision and our thinking to the eternal, to the things that matter, that are true, that are pure. Set your thoughts on kingdom things. Set your thoughts again on your salvation. Okay, so Nath, all the things you've talked about so far, this is me talking to myself. Nath, all the things you've talked about so far, they seem like good ideas, but how do we do them? Taking captive our thoughts, fixing our thoughts on what is good, pure, fixing our eyes on heaven. Well, well, I'm glad you asked how, because I've got a couple of habits that I want to talk about. Um, who knows that it's hard to break habits? It's hard to break patterns of habits. We want to create some new patterns this morning, new habits that help us to break the old. And I've got two habits that I, I think are good takeaways for us this morning. Are you with me? So the first one is this. We need to develop a habit of gratitude. A habit of gratitude. Can I tell you that science, there's been quite a bit in the last 10 to 15 years around what gratitude does to our brain. And they've proven that this is good for us. It's not just an idea that's existed for 2,000 years. This is an idea that is good for us. Spending time in gratitude every day helps us to refocus on the true, on the pure and the lovely, doesn't it? Paul has this to say just uh, before the first scripture reading that we read together. This is what Paul says, Philippians 4, starting at verse 4. Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Now, sometimes we leave it there, don't we? And that, that's good. When we start worrying, we should pray. Pray about everything. But Paul goes on and he says, Tell God what you need, and this is key, and thank Him for what He has done. If we want to get stuck out of these worrying kind of loops, we pray, we tell God what we need, but we also thank Him for what He has done in our lives. Who knows that God is faithful? Who knows that God has moved in the past, that God has given us freedom in the past, that God has healed in the past, that we can rely on Him today if we remember how faithful He's been in the past. Amen to that, anyone? Amen. 
Paul knows the power of gratitude. Being thankful to God for what he has done is the key to bringing some peace to our minds. Worrying is one of those awful loops, isn't it? It really is awful. I learned uh, some, some of the brain science between worry actually, like honestly, physically exhausts us. It, it fires so much that, that we actually become physically exhausted when we, when, we, when we worry. Remember to form a habit we need to practice, don't we? They say it takes, I've heard so many different versions of this, but around 21 days, 21 to 28 days to form a habit. Am I right? Again, I've heard 40, I've heard, I don't know. But around that, I reckon a few weeks. Uh, to form a habit, you need to practice. So this week, every day, okay, every day, this is your homework. What are three things that you are grateful for that day? Every day, what are three things that you are grateful for that day? Can I encourage you not to just think them, but to write them down in some form? Whether, you, whether you're a journaler, you like having a, a bit of a journal, or who knows, notes on your phone is your friend. Yeah, Get out your phone, write it in a note that you just continue and continue. Three things you are grateful for every day. Because if you write them down, not only are you going to remember them a little bit better, but the next day when you write your things that you're grateful for, you get to quickly look at what you were grateful for yesterday. Who knows that it kind of uh, compounds, yeah? You, you get to see lots of things that you're grateful for. You get to remember again and again how good our God is. Can you do that for me? This week, that's your challenge. Every day. Three things, it might be people, it might be something you've seen, just things that you're grateful for. And I reckon if you can do a week of it, you can continue it on. Okay, so that's the first habit that we're going to form, a habit of gratitude. Who thinks gratitude sounds a lot like worship? Hmm. I want to suggest that this is a form of worship. Our gratitude, being thankful to God for who He is, but also for what He's done and what He's created, yeah? Cool. The second one is a circuit breaker habit. Okay, that's, that's I probably just made that up. A circuit breaker, all right? Turn to the person next to you and say, circuit breaker. Thank you, Sam. Sometimes, sometimes we get stuck in these loops, don't we? Our mind keeps going and going, whether it be the worry, whether it be some negative loops, whether it be, again, this kind of doom, catastrophe kind of loops. Who knows that we need a way to break those loops? I think this is what Paul's suggesting when he says, take our thoughts captive. That we don't let our thoughts just run and run and run, but we take charge and we take captive of our thoughts. We need a circuit breaker to break it, to disrupt the thought pattern. Can I suggest this is a really simple something to take on? Is if you find your thoughts racing away, that you stop and you quickly pray. Does it sound so simple? 
Sounds pretty simple. But that you stop and that you pray, that you ask the Holy Spirit to start transforming your thoughts. That might be all that's needed to just have a little circuit breaker. But I also know that that isn't always, that doesn't always work straight up. That sometimes those thoughts can quickly come back. I want to suggest that's the first thing. We stop, we pray, we ask the Holy Spirit to break those thoughts. The second step that we might need to do is that we might need to start speaking some truth into that thought. Ephesians 2, keep this in your mind. Ephesians 2 tells us that we are children of God. Who thinks that's good news this morning, especially? That we are children of God. That's ourselves. That might help some of those thought patterns. But also, who knows that sometimes those thought patterns are about other people. We need to speak God's truth, even when it kind of feels good to think bad thoughts about others to go, they are God's children. A reminder of Ephesians 2, that we are a child of God, but that also sometimes those thoughts running away, that they are also children of God. Another reminder for you is that we are saints and not sinners. Ephesians tells us that we are saints, not sinners. Yeah, is that helpful for anyone? We are children of God. We are saints and not sinners. Another one to speak over is that you are loved and you are forgiven. We need, to, we need to speak that sometimes. That we have a hope and a future. Can we remember those four things? I think those four things are, are powerful words to speak over our lives, but also to disrupt sometimes our thought patterns. You are a child of God. You are a saint, not a sinner. You are loved and forgiven and you have a hope and a future. Who knows that, that that's hard at first. And, and you, may, you may be really great. It may break that circuit. It may stop that loop, which is good. But again, who knows? We need to form a habit. We need to practice it. It might take a few goes before it disrupts some of those things, before you fully take your thoughts captive. Am I making sense right now? We have a God who is good. Do we believe that? Who doesn't want us to get stuck in destructive thoughts. Who actually has given us truth in his word through Paul for us today. I don't know about you, but I, I want my thoughts to lead me closer to Jesus. I want my thoughts to lead me closer to others. I want my thoughts to lead me towards a more fulfilling life, not a more worrying, destructive life. I want my thoughts to focus on all that is true and pure, lovely and, or and honourable. That means that I need to take my thoughts captive. I need to fix my thoughts onto those things. That takes some effort from me. That takes some effort from you. We've got to start these habits so they, they become in our toolbox, right? 
But if, you're, if you think a little bit like me, you, that doesn't seem like the best news. Oh, I've got these bad thoughts. I have to work harder at these bad thoughts. I, I believe that we have to play a role. But the good news is that it's not just up to me in the battle of my mind. Like I said, we have a God who loves us and cares for us. And he has given us the Holy Spirit. Can I tell you this morning, and I'll say it probably every morning that we meet together, we need the Holy Spirit. To live a life like Jesus, we need the helper, don't we? We need the Holy Spirit's help. Romans 12, again, a very uh, familiar verse for a lot of us. Romans 12, 2, don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Do you notice Paul didn't say, let you transform your thinking. He says, let God transform your thinking. We can do these habits and and I suggest that we do. But who knows that sometimes we need Holy Spirit breakthrough. Transform our thinking. We, um, we're going to sing again just, just about how holy our God is. But I also want to take this moment to pray for anyone in the room who feels like they're, they're struggling to take, to fix their thoughts. That they're needing Holy Spirit to intervene this morning. I said it before, I'd love people to walk away this morning in freedom. They'd be free. And I want the Holy Spirit to do that work this morning. I know we've got homework to do, but I want Holy Spirit to do that work in this moment. That we might see breakthrough in your life, in your thought patterns. So we're going to, we're going to sing. I'm going to pray in a second. But I'm just going to kind of stand near the cross. And this morning, if you want prayer, you just need that. You need Holy Spirit's help. You've tried, but you need that extra breakthrough. Oh, I want to pray that for you and over you this morning. Do we believe we have a God who can do that? Who wants to meet with us in these moments? Let's pray. God, you are good. We thank you for your word. That your word leads us to life. That it leads us to truth. God, all of us uh, at different times have had runaway thoughts. Destructive. Leading us to places that we don't need to be in. We ask this morning that Holy Spirit, that you help us. Help us carry out these new habits. Habits of gratitude, of speaking over the truth over our lives that your Scripture tells us, circuit breakers to those loops. But also in this moment, we ask Holy Spirit that you break through, that you transform our minds. Thank you, God, that you're always with us, that you're good. Amen. Just going to invite you to stand and, and sing. And if 
if you'd like prayer, please come forward.